You're about to listen to a message from the Life Point Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Amen. Thank you very much, Father B. Um, hi, good evening, everyone. Um, it's been it's been a little bit. Uh, thanks, thanks uh, for everyone. Thanks, Nifemi, for sharing your your God experience. Uh, trust God that He would perfect that which He is doing in your life. Uh, in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Right? It's been a and I hope we're all keeping along and accelerate. Um, I just want to encourage everyone that though the conference is over, uh, that favor and you know the tempo of prayer and just spending time in God's presence that we had incorporated over the last couple of days should not should not reduce. Just keep on spending time praying. Um, and very, sim- very, very important also just to mention that we, we encourage that we're doing this season to sow a seed, call it an accelerated seed. And so if you've never done that, to check in your heart and check with God, if, if you know, he would love you to give something and, and to put that in uh, over this period. All right. Uh, so welcome, everyone. Good to see everyone. There's a couple of people I haven't seen in a bit. I've spoken to Biodun, uh, Fulusho, Novosho, who that that is uh, Sharon uh, Tolu Adelawa. Good to see everyone. Good to see everyone in the call. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, tonight I ask that as I share your word, that you will grant utterance, that this will not just be another session, it will not just be something to fill time, that you would speak to the heart of your children. You'll speak to our heart. Ask for an anointing that makes the teaching, the preaching, the hearing, and the doing of your word. Lord, on this call today and beyond this call, by the power of the Holy Spirit, let change happen in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. So, so Jesus promises joy. And he says in John 15 that my joy might be your joy. Okay. And there was a phrase, please take notes if you can. There was a phrase that had been you know, impressed in my heart a while ago, I had written it down. It said, not all my joy is mine. And I kept on wondering what it meant, okay? And because, so number one, when God puts us in the world, he puts us in community. So he would say, for example, in Romans chapter 12, I think he would say, so rejoice with those who rejoice, all right? So that there's joy that you will participate in that is beyond even you as a person. But, but specifically, John 15 Jesus is talking about what will happen afterwards. He says that my joy will be your joy. All right? Uh, The world in its current form is not structured to produce joy in the life of people. At best, whatever the world will produce for us is fecal uh, and it doesn't last. All right? Uh, uh, Jesus will say in, in in John 16, he says, I've told you these things so that in me you would have peace. He says in this world you would have challenges you would have there will be a lot of shaking says but take courage you know uh i mentioned that scripture two weeks ago it says take courage it says because i have conquered I mentioned that scripture right? two weeks ago it says take courage it says because i have conquered the world right but i know that uh, we read this in scripture and then we look at our lives you know uh, monday to sunday and we say lord but where is this joy that you promise that you talk about if the truth be told sometimes 
it looks like everybody else is happier than us. That's because we look at their Instagram pages, we see the adverts on TV, or we just see, you know, their lives. Everybody else seems to be happy. So we try and put up a happy face. So we try and, you know, behave like we're a joy. Um, and not all of us are like Dolakbo, who are, uh, you know, they come with like a battery of joy. So they just all for Fulusha who are just, you know, they wake up in the morning and they're, they're laughing and they're happy. Some of us are, are slightly different. So tonight, I want to talk about three things, which I believe, you know, com- com- you know, combined with all the things we've been talking about a couple of weeks, last couple of weeks, I believe are critical for Christians to note as they exercise the joy that Jesus talks about in John chapter 15. Okay, so there's, there's three things. They're not really complex. They're, very, they're three very simple things. Number one, right? There is something about drawing down on the joy of heaven. And what do I mean? Uh, as Christians, as Jesus followers, there is a firm knowledge. There's a promise in scripture that this part of our life is, is just a phase. There's a promise in scripture that Jesus is coming back again. It's called a rapture and that he will come and take us. All right. In case no one has described it to you before, there is a big soundtrack. So if you hear a trumpet, a really loud one, it, it might mean that rapture is happening. The hope is that when you hear it, you move, you are moved. If you don't move, there might be an issue. But, but that is what we, it's called the rapture. And then we will be with God. And there's a set of things, a series of things that happen in eternity. And that, that piece of hope, that promise, that expectation is meant to be a huge primer for joy in the life of a Christian. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. The writer of the book of Hebrews says, uh, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. So in Jesus's case, when he's going to the cross, he sees the future. He sees what is in front of him. And scripture says here, but that, that joy provides him with strength now. So one way to live in the reality of the joy that Jesus promises in John chapter 15 is constantly remembering that this is not all our life. Heaven is still in front of you. That what is happening here on the earth, uh, if you're like myself and Felicia, you're already in your 40s, right? Uh, the rest of us, you know, the rest of you are in your 30s, holding on to, you know, to what is left of your young age, you know, but we, but whatever time we spend on the earth is what it is. So are you able to be filled with joy because you remember that you are going to heaven, that you will spend eternity with God? If there are people who are in finance here, right? If you're in finance, corporate finance world or stuff, there is something called the discounting of future cash flows. It's, it's simply the way, one of the ways rather, that they try and value companies. They say, how much will this company make, right? Uh, over a couple of years, they, they put some abracadabra to it. And then they tell you that because of all the money that will come in, call it cash flows, right? That, it will, uh, that, that this is what is worth today. I, I want to submit to us first, right? 
that heaven is a promise of future joy and that God expects us, he expects Beju, Dolapo, Osayo, Demilade, all of us, to participate in that joy already. The same way Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, is the same way that Ejiro should be interacting with the joy of heaven already. There are people on this call today who have already entered the joy of their wedding day because they've gone on one date already, right? I don't know if Falabi is here, Caleb is here. They know what I'm talking about. They've, done, they've taken the first they get high on a first date. In fact, they've already entered into the joy of their first naming ceremony, of their first daughter. They can already see that he would have, that she would have uh, Falabi's hair and they would have the lady's eyes. They can already see that. They can already enter the joy of their wedding ceremony. All right? It is the very same way but God expects Christians, Jesus followers, to be able to take from that joy of eternity that is promised and to be able to fill their lives with joy. Paul says something in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 19. 1 Corinthians 15 and 19. I'll read it in the Amplified Translation. He says, if we who are abiding in Christ have hope to only in this life. And this is all there is. He says, then we have all people most miserable and to be pitied. And, and, I, and I read this and I started saying, no wonder sometimes Christians seem to be deprived. They, they seem sometimes I meet, we, we seem to be marooned. So be marooned means you were like left on an island and there is nothing. You are, because we promise something in the future, but it doesn't generate any joy yet. And so, you know, we're having to deal with, you can, you can drink, you can smoke, you can't get high, you can't have premarital sex, you can't do this, you can't, you can't be there. You, you can't enjoy most of the things that people seem to enjoy now. You're fasting, you know, you're doing night vigil, and, and you're just like, this seems to be a tough life, but Jesus for the joy that was set before him. So with Dolakma for the joy that is set before you, would Usayo for the joy that is set before you. A Christian life without daily and constant reference about eternity will be shortchanged for joy. You can write it down. A Christian life without daily and constant reference to eternity, without a recollection to eternity about eternity, will be shortchanged for joy. Some of you are Arsenal fans here. Even Arsenal fans are talking about next season already because that is the custom of Arsenal fans. You know, they keep on going next season, we'll buy this player. Like my son is, is an Arsenal fan. I'm still trying to get him to repent from such, uh, from such, <laughs> from such. He's just walked in, so leave me, leave me alone. But, but guys, if the Arsenal fans can talk about next season, Christians should be talking about heaven. Paul says, if Christians do only have hope for God in this earth, he says they will be sadder, they will be more sadder if sadder is a real word. They will, they will be most miserable amongst men. So that's number one. That's number one. Jesus says in John 15, my joy should be your joy, right? He says for me, my joy should be your joy. Similarly, my joy, Jesus' joy should be your joy. The very first thing is to be able to participate already in heaven's joy, in the joy that you know that, that there is a day there will be no traffic. There will be no crime. There will be no COVID. There will be no corruption. There will be no pain. There will be no hunger. 
There is a day we will stand before God and there will be joy unending. We must be able to participate in some of that joy. If I tell you today, today, if I call you and say, hey, Jennifer, guess what? I love the way you've served God. God has just laid it in my heart. I have 20 million naira coming tomorrow on Tuesday. I promise you, you know I'm a man of God, 5 million naira is yours. I, I bet you your mood will change. You wake up tomorrow and it doesn't matter who says what, you begin to walk like a 5 million naira person, whatever that is. It is the same way that the promise of eternity, guys, is supposed to infuse the Christian with joy. The second thing, there is a concept that I call entering into the joy of God. What do I mean by that? Um, so if my father, and I think the same example I just used about Jennifer, if, if my father has um, a, a billion dollars, there is, there's a way I think and behave, and he's willing to share. So, I, I, so, so if Falabi, for example, uh, gets 50 like Rolls Royce cars, 50 Rolls Royce cars, not the hushing, hushing, you know, the hush, hush ones. I mean, the real, like, you know, just 50, they just want to, they want a young black man who can model, you know, Rolls Royce, and he just sent 50 to Lagos for Falabi. I promise you that Caleb, Shola, Samuel, Ejiro, if they don't get one each, at least he will give them one to share. They will participate in his Rolls Royce. And so I realized that a lot of times, and in scripture, and I'll take us through the scripture, that God says, guys, do you know that I am full of joy? And he invites us to participate in his joy. And somebody says, Idris, what do you mean? And I'll tell you what I mean. All right? If you read Matthew chapter 25, Right, the, ta- the, the parable of the talents. Um, Jesus will say in Matthew 25 and 21, after all the man, the Lord will say in Matthew 25, he will say it twice. He will say, enter into the joy of the Lord. Enter into the joy of your master. After giving them an appraisal, after they had done something, after they had, they had obeyed, after they had done, he would say, look, there is joy that has been appointed unto you. And so I began to realize that joy is a fruit, is the fruit of the Spirit. That the joy of the Lord that he invites us to participate in is not just an emotional experience. It is actually also the fact that God says, would you find what makes me joyful? And I'm coming to that. And he says, will you enter into that joy? And so I put something in my notes. That we need to, church, move away from how we'll God make me happy to a place, or how would God even make me joyful, to a place where we say, what is making God joyful? When you read Luke chapter 10, the Bible says the 70 guys who Jesus had sent out, 72 guys, he had sent them out to go and heal. The Bible says they returned with joy. So I began to say, Lord, what brings you joy on the earth? What brings you joy on the earth? What, and, and I made a note that it is near impossible for anyone to be disconnected from what makes God happy on the earth and for them to participate in the joy of the Lord. I'll tell you what, what, what I mean by that. Uh, we Liverpool fans, uh, sorry I use a little bit of football examples today, but I guess you use what you have. We Liverpool fans are celebrating. We have won the league. It, it has not finished, but we have won. And we thank God. We've been waiting a while, all right? However, Chelsea fans like Samuel, uh, the two Samuels, you know, and all those, they cannot enter into the joy of us Liverpool fans because that is our joy. 
the people who enter into the joy of the Lord are those who participate with him in that which brings him joy. And we must get to a place where we value what God values. If you take me today to watch a cricket match, there's a game, there's a match, a game called cricket. You can put me in the box office seat, whatever they call that fancy seat, and people can be shouting and rejoicing around but it doesn't mean anything to me. I cannot participate in that joy. I can't because I do not even understand what is happening. No wonder Christians seem to be in a tough place because you are in the world and you know that you cannot twerk and worship. You know you can't do all this. Oh, you can't do that anymore. You know that you are sanctified. You've been set aside. And so you cannot participate in that joy. You can't be high you know, the way people are getting high. But yet, you have not moved into the joy of the Lord yet. What makes God happy? I asked somewhere to read Luke chapter 15. Because when you read Luke chapter 15, there are three or four examples there of the things that make God happy, that bring joy in the heart of God. He would use three examples. He would talk about a man who lost a ship. And he would leave the 99. He would go and find it. And the Bible will say in Luke chapter 15, verse 5, when he finds it, the Bible says that when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulder rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you, likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 persons who need no repentance. When you read verses 9 to 10, he talks about a lady who has lost a gold coin. She had 10, she lost one. She scatters the house to find it. The Bible says, and when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together saying, rejoice, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, he says, I say to you, there will be joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. What am I saying? Guys, God is filled with joy. There is joy in heaven when people come to know Jesus. There is joy in heaven when people are restored. There is joy in heaven when burdens are lifted. There is joy in heaven when people are made better. There is joy in heaven when the will of God is done. In fact, when you go down Luke 15 and verse 30, 30, 29 down, you see the story of the prodigal son. And the father says to the older son later in verse 32, he says, it was right that we should make merry and be glad. For your brother was dead and is alive again. And was lost and is found. Guys, the participation in the joy of the Lord is, there's a part of that. There is a depth in that joy, but it's reserved for the people who invest in that which God invests. I say to myself earlier in the month or in the week, that I, I need to be able to figure out what part of my finances go towards the things, directly towards the things that God is holding very heavy on his heart. When you, so I, I'm saying, so the first part, Jesus says, John 15, my joy is your joy. I said that heaven, the understanding that we are called to eternity, that there's a promise, and there's a promise that is bigger than the G-Wagon with red leather seats, the black one for that matter, that there's a promise that is greater than your wedding day. That there's a promise that is greater than the day you become a millionaire. That there's a promise that is greater than the day you win a Grammy. There's a promise that is greater than the day you start to have sex legally. There's a promise that is greater than the day you buy your house. That the promise of eternity, that that should fill us with joy. 
And that while we are here, that we can enter into the joy of the Lord by rejoicing at the things and be participating in the things that God is very heavy about. Because the old son, guys, in, in Luke chapter 15, cannot enter into joy. I love that. When you read Luke 15, 25 to 26, my wife is going to come and tell me later that I'm very fast. I apologize, but I'm a bit excited. Now, in Luke 15, 25 to 26, the Bible says the oldest son comes back home. It says the oldest son comes back home, that whole story, the prodigal son. And he hears music and dancing. And so he called one of the servants and says, what does this mean? You have a son who is in the house. He's a Christian. He's not doing anything wrong. He doesn't drink alcohol. But he cannot participate in joy because he has not entered into the same kind of thinking as the father who values the lost life of his son. And, and so when he begins to explain to the guy, he says, look, but as soon as this son of yours came, he says, you, you, have, just, you have just thrown apart. And the father starts to explain to him, this is what brings me joy. But anywhere burdens are lifted, that anywhere lives are saved, that anywhere you hear that they are preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, anywhere you hear about justice, anywhere you hear about healing, anywhere you hear a testimony like Nephemi's testimony, that they wanted to sack him, but God said, no, you're not getting sacked. You're getting promoted at the half. That is what should bring you joy, guys. So I'm asking somebody today, when was the last time that someone got a miracle because of you? When was the last time that someone got a blessed cause of me? When was the last time that someone thanked God because of me? And Paul was saying in Galatians chapter 1 and 24, it says they praised God because of, so two things I've mentioned. One, the, the, the knowledge that heaven and eternity are. Two, the fact that we figure out where the Father's heart is and what brings him joy, and we enter into that joy. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm so excited about this. I, I believe that God is saying to someone, saying to Shama, would you enter into my joy? Would you let us talk together about that matter? Would you let us huddle together like the Liverpool fans are? in this season and say, see what the Lord is really doing. And I'll just wrap this up and we'll pray. I read out of Psalm 126 and verse 6. It's a very popular psalm. It says, he who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Now guys, trust me tonight, my, my deepest most passionate prayer is that in the midst of this, you will hear God, that you will hear what Jesus is saying that day when he says, look, my joy is that Chalmers will become Chalmers joy, that Chalmers, that you will hear me, you will hear God, and that you would, you would hold on to something from God in this message. Okay? The psalmist says here, right, and it's very related to, to, to what I said earlier about God's heart and entering joy, is he says, look, there is someone who is in the midst of weeping. He says they then do something, and he says they come doubtless again with rejoicing. I believe that there is something about the seeds that God will give us, God gives us, and harvest, and our joy, and the joy of the Lord. And these seeds are not just, so relax your heart, somebody, okay? This is not just about money. He says that there is someone who is crying and weeping. He says, but they are bearing seeds for sowing. He says, doubtless, I love the word. He says, they will come with rejoicing. 
It is, is a promise. It says there is a harvest coming. I love, there was a scripture I found. It says, look, there, it says that in Isaiah chapter 9 and 3, it says they will rejoice before you like the joy and jubilation of the harvest. And so I, I realized that sometimes we quote that scripture and we say, you know, we may last for the night, but that joy comes in the morning. And it is true. But I realized that what happens in between to the seed that God gives you is what commands the joy to come in the morning. And guys, let me give you an example. So that no matter if I take a company, if I follow uh, Univa, for example, on social media, um, and that's great, I follow them. They can do promos and I will participate. But the day they want to pay dividends, they don't pay dividends to followers on social media. They pay dividends to shareholders. They pay dividends to investors. They pay dividends to people who are in the house who have sown a seed. And so I realized that the bearing of seed for sowing is important to triggering harvests of joy in the future. And again, this is more than money. This is more than money. But your seed, uh, if you're writing a note, your seed is anything that God has put in your hands that has the ability to multiply. Your seed is anything that God has put in my hands that has the ability, that has what I call restorative capacity. And if you put it down somewhere, it will change something. Your seed is anything that God has given you that can increase itself, that can bless you and bless others. He speaks to those men earlier in Matthew 25. He says, what happens to the seed I gave you? The first man shows up and says, Master, I took that seed, I planted it. Here, it has blossomed. He says, enter into the joy of your master. Ask the second man. The man who does nothing with his seed misses his joy. In fact, he says he will go into a place where there's weeping and there's gnashing. So, so I'm asking, and I felt this so strongly that God is saying to people around, he's saying, God, guys, I've given you in Christ Jesus, I've given you seeds. In this season, we talk about the lockdown, we talk about COVID, but God says there's people who have been planting knowledge, people who have been sowing seeds. The age you even wrote a book in this season. There are two women lying down beside a man on the cover, but I don't know if it's a Christian book or age you wrote, all right? That, that someone is, God is saying to someone, would you, would you, would you sow seeds even in the time when it seems like you are weeping? Would you be, there's someone I know who spent, I don't know, an, an amazing amount, she said 80% of this time in lockdown praying. Would you sow a seed? For someone, would you start a business? For someone, would you start an encouragement fund? I don't even know what that means. But for someone, God is saying that your seed is a statement of faith in the one who brings the harvest. And it says, Guys, that you must make sure that if there's nothing, you might not have a girlfriend, you might not have a big G-Wagon, but it says you must have seed in the ground. It says, because doubtless they will return rejoicing. So three things, okay? Heaven, that promise of eternity, participating and entering into the joy of the Lord, making priority the things that are God's priority, and then sowing the seeds. And I don't know what seeds God has given you. For someone, he has given you his word, that you would sow the word into your heart and into your life. And for someone, you would sow prayer and intercession. For someone, he's given you a voice. For someone, he's given you writing ability. I, I, may I say to someone who's been sad, you've been sad for a while, and I, 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 and I know that it's a process to heal. May I suggest to you, 
but there is healing that comes quickly from the harvest that should come after you have planted certain seeds. Write the book. Would you craft a message? Would you would you would you sow a seed? Would you sow a seed? As I prepared for this, guys, um, round of gonna pray. I prepared for this. I, I realized that whenever Christians are empty of joy, sometimes we just want to we want to encourage ourselves and we say nice. But you see, those five virgins wouldn't have oil in their lamp. They couldn't. They, they had to. They had to go and look for where it was. So there was a process. There were certain things that had to be done, and the truth had to be told. For some of us, we haven't meditated on eternity long. We have not valued eternity the way God sees it. We have not. The night before, most of us traveled abroad. The first time you didn't sleep, you were awake throughout. You were awake throughout. Very few people sleep long the night before their wedding. Very few. So, so I'm saying to us, would we consider the joy of the Lord? Would we enter into the joy of the Lord? Tonight, um, God put a scripture in my heart. It says in Habakkuk 3, 18, 19, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Since the Lord is my strength, he will make my feet like tears. I believe with all my heart, I believe with all my heart that God is saying, guys, uh, this world, you can't find a lot of joy. But even the joy you find in the world passes. But he's saying, would you enter into my joy? He's saying, Jesus, John 15, 15, my joy will be your joy. Would you, he's saying, I know you've been trying to be happy. He says, but would you enter into my joy? <laughs> he said, would you let me, would you let me, would you let us laugh together? And prayer is a beautiful thing. But the Bible says in his presence, there is fullness of joy. God. Prayer is a beautiful thing. Worship is a beautiful thing. But would you, would you, would you put, would you trigger harvests across the earth and across your destiny? That would you make sure that no matter what they've said about 2020, that I'm not entering 2021 without seed in the ground. And I don't know what your seed in the ground is. For someone, there is giving, there is money, there is things you need to, for someone, you need to honor your parents as they see it. For someone, you need to put in work, even in the time when they reduce your salary, that is beyond what they could have even paid for. It's a seed. We need to pray because I, I, I'm going to go on. But I'd like us to just, wherever we are tonight, and I don't know what you're going through and what you did, but wherever you are tonight, let's approach God in faith. Because Jesus died for us. And he says very clearly, my joy will be joy. And will you say to God tonight, Lord, Fill me with your joy. 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 Someone else is praying tonight and saying, Lord, weeping has lasted for the night. And I hear you promise the joy will come in the morning. Lord, uh, show me the seeds you've given me that I may sow them. Let's pray tonight. Maharabosh in Someone else is praying tonight. Lord, show me the things that make you happy, the things you value. Show me, show me where you are going to restore someone, but I may go with you. Show me where you are going to save someone, but I may go with you. Show me, show me where you're going to forgive someone, but I may go with you. Our uh, Lord, yes, Lord, I want to enter into your joy. I like us to pray tonight. I want to enter into your joy. I want to enter into your joy. I want to enter into your joy. God is saying to the older son tonight, the one who has been in the house, 
But then he says he cannot recognize the sound of music and dancing. God says it's because you have not been planning with me. He says there are so many people who need to be restored. He says, but you've not been planning with me. So when the party starts, you don't understand what we are doing. Someone is asking God, Lord, anoint me with the oil of joy. Pour, pour the oil of joy. Breath of heaven, feel me till I want no more. Feel my cup, Lord. You are not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man to repent from the things that you have said. Have you not said it, you will do it. Have you not spoken it, you will bring it to pass. I refuse to go another day without joy. You said I will return with joy. You said I will enter into your joy. And I declare in the name of our Lord Jesus that that is my experience. Someone you've been walking around in darkness. God says your bag of seeds, your bag of seeds, your Back of seeds. There's someone else you've been behaving like someone who is not going to heaven. Brother, heaven, feel me till I want no more. Feel my cup, Lord, fill up. And make me whole. Heavenly Father, tonight, I thank you for this word that you've laid in my heart for your people. I pray that this word will be straight and lightly. I pray that you will energize it by the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would confirm it in the heart of parents. I pray that you would quicken it. You would cause us to action. You would cause us, Lord, to be to multiply the word for it to find root in our hearts. Lord, and that you would feel our every day with your joy. We thank you, Lord. Oh, we enter into your journey. Pray, Father, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Because we shall be amen. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.